Yeah, we are. I just looked. I was looking at something. Is there mics on? Our mics aren't on. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Right. Are your headphones not on? Oh, maybe mine died. Oh, no, they're on now. You're a disaster. <laughs> I didn't remember turning them on. You're a That's disaster. so weird. This is, Did no, I? No, this is light. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I must have hit the button to turn them off. Yeah. I was like, I'm not hearing feelings. the head. It was her mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it might have been her mom. It's Thursday. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal. Alex Brampernard Rasmussen. Melissa Kirk. There you go. Melissa Kirk. Andy Brampernard. And Cassie Schrader. Kind of all this preparation, man, just falling apart know, like right? you know tomorrow. He always forgets about me, so that's fine. We <laughs> shall be right back, kick off hour two with the family. Doug Sprinthal. Da, 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 da. Nicely done. Smooth. Picked up on the cue. I like that. I did. We've been running a promotion this month at uh, our three newest stores, the New Kids on the Block, the two polar sh stores up in White Bear, Mazda and Chevrolet, and Wyzetta Nissan. It's been, real, it's, it's been good for people, and it's been good for the dealers, which is great. They are in desperate need of quality used cars and are paying Kelly Blue Book excellent. Reconditioning does apply. The car's a salvage car. It doesn't have any tires on it. No, you're not going to get excellent for it, but we're trying to find ways to buy cars and not not to buy cars. So... If you want to take advantage of that, you can email me directly at dougowalzer.com, and I will connect you with the appropriate folks. One of them is going to be here in an hour for Car Selling Secrets, so you could just call in and talk to him yourself. Yeah. I like it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. This is what you're playing? Mm -hmm. Jamie yeah. got him. Yes, it does sound like Claw Hammer. <laughs> it does. Right. It does sound like that. I caught up to the guy down the street. Didn't work out too well for him. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Hell in the Heartland. What happened to Ashley and Loria? Uh, is it Loria? How do you say her name? Laura. Oh, it's just, oh, there's an I in here. Somebody spelled it A. Yeah, but it's the, the I is silent. It's Laura. Oh, it's just Laura. Okay, Ashley and Laura. Uh, Hell in the Heartland, what happened to Ashley and Laura, Jax Miller, and Sarah Kayleen? Is that how you say your name, Sarah? Kaylin. Kaylin? You're yes. for two so far, Tom. You guys got way too many e is silent. Way too many vowels. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Is the E silent this time? Next up, Bob Jones. <laughs> yeah, Bob Jones. I could probably handle that one. Jax and Sarah. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, Sunday, June 2nd, this Sunday on HLN, uh, 8 o'clock Central Time. Hell in the Heartland, what happened to Ashley and Laura? Uh, an HLN original series shedding light, uh, new light, as a matter of fact, on a fascinating mystery. And I, I'll just leave it there. I'd like to hear from both of you what this is all about. Um, I'm sorry, was that for us? We're, we're, we're trying to hear. We're, we're sharing a phone here. Oh, you share. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I, I just basically I like to turn it over to the people who actually know what they're talking about instead of giving you my take on the whole thing. I could, you know, I could do that as we go along. But I just want to hear from you what, what this is all about. So 
Well, what we have is, is we have um, a story. It was December 29th, 1999. Uh, we're in northeastern Oklahoma, a lot of, you know, rolling hills and prairies. And there's a trailer tucked in the back of the country there. And um, some neighbors find it burning in the early morning hours. And uh, that morning they find uh, a body. Um, from there, you know, police come. They, they, they start to investigate. Um, the, the first suspect is the husband. Uh, his name was Danny Freeman. And it was assumed that he had taken his 16-year-old daughter and her best friend, Laura Bible. Um, however, the next day, Laura Bible's family, the missing girl's family, came to the scene. And within minutes of arriving, they found their prime suspect, Danny Freeman, in the ashes. He, he was already dead. And he had been there in the fire scene the entire time the investigators were walking around on the scene. Really? So, so how did the firefighters not... Not know so where was he that he that firefighters didn't did they did they know he was there or did they not? Well, it wasn't even just the firefighters. I mean, the the Craig County Sheriff's Office and the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation all failed to find Danny Freeman. Um, really, and he was honestly very close to where Kathy was found. It's it's we're all kind of dumbfounded as to how you could have missed um, almost a whole body. I mean, he was, you know, he was, he was badly burned, but he was intact. And when Laura's family arrived on the unsecured scene the next morning, they found him almost immediately. And they, they really? said there was no trouble recognizing that it was it was human remains. I don't really understand. So is, does anybody have an understanding about why they didn't see him? That's really odd. No, yeah, it's really odd, and it's just one of the many odd things in this story. It, yep. I mean, it's really stranger than fiction. I mean, it's one of them things you really could not make this up. You buckle up, because it's going to get stranger from here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet it is. I mean, you, look, if you're starting off with people, uh, officials walking around a body and not even knowing it's there, it's got to get really, really strange. It's So this happened, what would you say, 20 years ago? Yeah, 1999. Right, right. And, and we're not talking about like a huge house where it could have been overlooked. I mean, it, it's a small trailer, and it was very clear as day that that this was the the body of a man. God, that's amazing. This four-part investigative documentary series explores a harrowing and unique missing persons case that is currently evolving into a much larger story. And obviously, we're not going to give away too much here, but... Man, <laughs> if it gets really, really weird after not being able to identify remains, and that's their job is to identify remains, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, and it came up. I think one of the bigger theories was could police have been responsible for this? Less oh. than a year before, the, the son in the family, 17-year-old boy, was shot and killed by a deputy. Uh, the family was in the middle of a wrongful death suit against the county, and um, so a lot of people do think that, that law enforcement is suspect in this case. Or is, you know, complicit at a minimum. Yeah, I mean, I don't know any other reason they would. But if they couldn't identify it, let's say they, they, did, they, they did identify it as human remains, why didn't they just move it if they didn't want anybody to find it? I, I don't understand that thinking either. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's another one of the questions. If they did know it was there, why wouldn't they have moved? I mean, they, they closed out the scene um, before sunset the first day and turned the scene back over to family without ever having done an arson investigation, God. without ever having initiated a search for the girls. Um, like we said, and this, this is literally just day one of the story, and it, there's 20 years of this. Yeah, I, I just, it's one of those deals you just kind of, I, I mean, just hearing the beginning of it, uh, and again, it, it premieres this Sunday, June 2nd on HLN. They're doing a hell of a job, by the way. Headline News, what used to be Headline News, HLN, or still is part of the day. They do a great job with their programming. Uh, it, really fascinating stuff. Yeah, I think I speak for both of us. We're really proud um, that this is where this story landed, that we were able to um, have HLN supporting us to, to share Laura and Ashley's story. Now, if you, uh, obviously you two are deeply involved in this whole situation. Do you ever feel uncomfortable knowing some of the things you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, Outside of this show, I, I, you know, for me, I've spent months in Oklahoma, and a lot of it came with facing loaded guns. Uh, you know, there were times I was on my hands and knees looking for bodies. I have walked into God. meth cooks. Um, you know, I, I've really kind of done it all. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just what needs to be done because nothing, you know, really compares to the mother of Laura Bible, who's kind of like the one-woman investigation team here. And she's the woman who's meeting people in the middle of the night with a gun in her pocket. I mean, she is like, God. she's she's just no joke. She will not stop. 
She's until, literally yeah. fearless. I mean, there there is nothing stopping her, and she's been the one pushing this for 20 years. And how right. old is she? I'm sorry? How old is is, is the mother? I, I don't know. We I've I've never asked Mrs. Bible her age, but she's late middle age. We would say she's you know I mean she was a, a young young family mother with two kids, okay. two um, teenagers at the time that this happened, and that was twenty years ago. So, so. she's probably you know, a lady late, never tells. Late <laughs> lady never tells. Okay, uh, I understand that thing, but so uh, because uh, you know for she's been obviously focused on this for twenty years now. Uh, how is she able to handle that? I, I, to be, uh, it seems like she's de- dead set on getting this thing straightened out and finding out what's going on. How is she handling all that? It's got to take a toll on her on a daily basis, I would think. You know, I think that Lorene is actually one of the bigger mysteries of this story because <laughs> oh. you know, I, you know, I, I really don't understand her. And for, for several years upon meeting her, I didn't know how she didn't fall apart. I don't know how right. women can't fall apart when when their child is missing and, and especially believed to be you know kidnapped in violent fashion um but she she's always said you know if if i let my daughter's name die if i if i let this case rest then no one will ever find her and that's actually why sarah and i took on this case it was a 16 year old case at the time but we saw how active it was and it was only active because she kept stirring the pot she kept it alive she kept her her, her daughter's name and face out there um so she is the strongest woman you have ever met in your entire life. How she does it, I have. I, I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, and she has. She has said publicly and and also privately to us that, you know, when she has a final resting place for her daughter, when there is a place for her daughter to be laid, mm-hmm. then she will have her time, and then she will be, you know, have her, um, her moment with with the tears. So how many different theories are you dealing with? All these different theories by different people. Are, do you have to deal with tons of this? Uh, theories yeah there's yeah there's there are a lot and it sort of seems you know some of them are better than others <laughs> um and I some of them are more likely than others but e- even some of the the wacky ones we 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 can't ignore yeah i mean i mean i get really wacky ones like i i was once not spoken to by a few people because they thought that i was ashley freeman um you know there there are people out there who there's a lot of theories, a lot of red herrings, and I think that that's what makes this case so fascinating because so many of them were viable, so many of them weren't. And, uh, it, you know, how do you know? How do you know? Now, where did this happen again? What, what, so this is uh, northeastern Oklahoma, right next to the oh, borders of okay. Missouri and Kansas and Arkansas. Yep. It's yep. almost where four, four states meet, but it's Welch, Oklahoma. It's Welch, Oklahoma, and, and it's just it's been 20 years now. You have all these different theories and... Uh, man, it, it is fascinating going all the way back to the beginning where they, they, they're walking around a corpse and don't even know it. They close it. Isn't it unusual? Now, Sarah, you, you were a cop, right? Or a police investigator, yeah. right? So that's yeah. got to be pretty bizarre behavior. I, I, do you understand why they would do I, something I don't. like that? I don't I, yeah, either. I don't. When Jax presented this case to me, that was the very first thing that drew me in was how that first 24 hours was, was done so poorly. It was, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I don't, absolutely. We have, uh, we're we're kind of getting flagged down. That oh, okay, you got to go. We yeah. have a live thing on HLN that they're they're running us to the other side of the okay, building. Okay. I'm sorry. Not a problem at all. Please do come back though. I'd love to talk to you about it. By, by the way, Jax, I got to tell you before you go. I want. I Jax, knew. What? I, I knew one other Jax Miller in my life, but he was this gigantic bouncer. So you should be proud of your name. Is he handsome? Yes. <laughs> I love that. Sorry to hold you up. Thank you very much, and please do come back Thank soon. You so Thank much. you so Thank much. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Hell in the Heartland, what happened to Ashley and Laura? I, how do you, you're a cop, and you walk around a corpse, you don't even know what's a corpse? Not great. It what is does that? seem a little weird. It hmm. Sounds like you needed more training. Glasses <laughs> yeah, or there's glasses or something. There's glasses always the possibility that it was just an incompetent cop. Yeah, you never know. Some of those hillbilly cops, is that what you're talking about? Well, every, there's incompetent people everywhere. Yeah, that's for <laughs> sure. I mean, it's... Sure. Well, I, yeah, because I mean, I don't know how many times I've watched my kids walk past garbage that's on the floor and go, I didn't sit. 
I'm like, how that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he right stepped over it. I watched you step over it. So that's, yeah, you would. That's think, just an excuse. Yeah. You would. Yeah. Th- you would think a body walking past a body. Uh, you, the, well, the smell alone, you would think that that would trigger something. Well, but... I think it was charred though. If once you char a body like that, it doesn't really smell. Well, it, oh, it doesn't. You if think it's it'd have that burning smell though, like meat. I don't know how burning. long ago it. Because the trailer burned down, and then you know. Mm-hmm. Who knows how long after they went in and investigated? Because trailer in the middle of nowhere, you know. I don't know how long it took anyone to even notice. Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird, though, don't you think that that uh, two people are missing? There are a couple of people dead. The trailer burns to the ground, and you shut the case down the next day. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. No. What is that? It sounds all? fishy about it's real that. weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the majority of trailer fires are because of an explosion with a propane tank oh, or something bet, like yeah. that. So yeah. maybe they just kind of, smoking, smoking, yeah, yeah, they could have just played it off like that, but you still have to investigate. But, well, you would think that the fire department would have really investigated the source of the fire, what caused it. I mean, I don't know. That's what they normally do. Yeah. But I, I just don't understand. They, they couldn't find the body, and then they shut the investigation down. Mm-hmm. I, I, what? Mm-hmm. That just doesn't make any sense. That should be a hell of a show. Starts on Sunday night, as a matter of fact. On you, you guys been watching any of those HLN oh, I series? Wa- <laughs> I wa- well, I no. watch HLN all that? the time because I'm up late and all oh, yeah, they play yeah. is forensic files. Right. <laughs> That's a good show. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's on HLN. It's like a, do- a four-part docu-series. Indeed. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be tuning in to watch this thing. Jax Miller. I like a woman named Jax Miller. Mm-hmm. You probably don't want to mess with her or piss her off. It just sounds like a movie star name, doesn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. it's a fake it does, name. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I knew a bouncer named Jax Miller, and he was a very big, strong guy, and he was insane. I will tell you that. Most bouncers are all three of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they really are. How'd you like my fist to come out of the back of your head? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much his dream. Yikes. Uh, yeah, he could uh, he could roughhouse. I would say that. So to hear a woman named Jack Smith, I was like, "What? Your name is Jack Smith?" Well, I guess it fits. Can I it do a quick out. shout out? I don't know if this Absolutely. person's listening to the podcast live, but I just got a note from the Tour de Cure. A guy named Thomas Kessler just donated five hundred bucks to our team. That's oh, wonderful. Oh, so awesome. if you're listening right now, thank you very much. Do we get it over the top? We're getting there. It's going to come it down. To, it always comes down to the last day. It, it does mm-hmm. come down to the last day. Uh, Joe from Louisville wants you to sound off with a number again, please. Yes, it's 612 oh, don't, don't, don't tell him. What? Oh, he's already texted. He said, welcome to the 21st century, Tom, because now cause of the talk. And this from line. a guy who lives really? in Louisville. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Sorry, buddy. I've just taken, taken shots No, but you. the number to call or text is 612-295-1526. Well, you got a new buddy over there. I know. Daisy. Daisy loving. She's talking to me with her eyes. <laughs> she's talking <laughs> she just, with her she's eyes. She's staring at me. Yeah, oh, she, she says, pet me. She behaves very, very well. Yeah. There's no getting around it, and so far nobody's pooped on the floor, which I'm really happy about. <laughs> Yet. Yet. We'll see, all of you. We shall. We shall be back also in a couple of minutes with <laughs> the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me, too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. 
Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. I like how it says it's from the Garfield, the movie soundtrack. Yeah. Is that what it says? Yeah, it's from, it's from the, they had this in the Garfield movie. Atomic Dog Ring. Was that Odie's theme? Probably. Walking down the street. No, yeah, no, Probably true. Probably true. I have a question for you because I don't really understand something that is appearing in the news right now. Um, Moby says he's going to go away for a while. Go away. Go away from what? I don't think I've heard anything from Moby since what, like two thousand two? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably about right. He did that it? one uh duet with Gwen Stefani. Oh yeah. I can't remember the title of the song, but that was like So the, what's he all heard about? Uh, <laughs> well he apparently was trying to hit on uh, Natalie Portman when she was a little girl. Oh, sounds yeah. like a well, little girl, she was 17. Well, that's what I'm saying. Anybody under 18 is a little girl. Well, you made it, make it sound like she was like five. Yeah. Oh, that's we true. have to clarify things. <laughs> that's my, that's the grandpa in me, isn't it? Yeah. She's a little girl, yeah. but she's 17. Yeah. Leave her alone. After being called creepy over his claim to have once dated Natalie Portman, Moby has decided to stay out of the public eye for a while. The musician announced Wednesday that he's calling off the remainder of his book tour for, mem- uh, for his memoir. Then it fell apart. Yeah, it certainly did. Mm. Moby is canceling all public appearances for the foreseeable future, according to his website. The website says tickets will be refunded for the four scheduled appearances in the U.K. and Ireland. Portman, who met Moby when she was 18, so I I read earlier she was only 17. So you heard the same thing? I think she was 17. I think they kind of, I don't know. Well, if she was 18, then there's no story, really. No, then there's no story. It's really not much of a story, anyway. <laughs> yeah, even if she was 17, it depends on the state. and depends yeah. on how old he is. Because well, I, I have no idea how old Moby is. Be, what are you, nine or something? Moby Well, he is... was 33 then, so he's 53 now. Oh, he's a lot older than I thought. I wonder what his real name is. Wouldn't it be cool if it was Ishmael? I know. Richard Melville Hall. Dick Hall? Yep. Dick Hall becomes Moby. Well, Melville, that's interesting. Melville. Herman oh. Melville. He looks like a Melville. Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Yeah. There you go. That's Maybe what that's it is. Uh, from Melville, therefore he's Moby from Melville. You're probably right, yeah. God, you got a semi-education. You know, you, you spend 18 <laughs> years getting a degree in English, and, <laughs> and it all works out. Twice a year it comes in somewhat handy. Oh, God. Oh, I'm just seeing the most ridiculous story ever. What is now, it? I am a Kurt Cobain fan. Yeah, me too. Fan. Me too. But would you buy a paper plate that once holds pizza that. for twenty-two thousand dollars? Right. Jeez. But <laughs> but he wrote lyrics on the bottom of it. Oh. That's that's why they bought it. Not oh. Don't, they, don't they bring that up? <laughs> oh in the yeah. Story? That then yeah. But still, I buy that paper twenty-two thousand dollars. No, if it said uh, smells like Teen Spirit on the other side, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, for twenty-two thousand. Yeah. Mm. Goes, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I would want to. How would you, you frame know. that? Imagine yeah. being able to write anything on anything and have it be worth $20,000. Yeah. Yeah. I would just like take a bunch of pizza boxes and write crap on them and be like, "Well, I'm set for life now." Actually, yeah. I just did that as a matter of fact. I wrote my my name on a piece of paper for $25,000. Cuz they're a painting check? they're painting my house. <laughs> and oh. It's a check. That's why. Uh, like Twenty-five grand to get your house painted. Uh, that's I mean, not a small. That's not a little small. high. Yeah. Do you know some painters I can get cheaper? I actually do. I, they did a great job on our house when we bought it. Mm, it's I, all okay, okay. I thought inside or outside? Just the outside. Okay, this was an inside job. Yeah, this sounds like this a little trim? bit of a scam. Wait, or the, you got to remember thing, yeah. their uh, house has like it is a big so house. many pitches and things yeah. that they're going to have to climb on to get to certain Still areas. about 25000 yeah, Hey, expensive. you know, I mean, I when know. a roof costs like 6700 and then I think somebody's getting pitches, a kickback here. It goes to $10,000. Catherine's getting a kickback? 
Me? Oh, so, oh I like well, this is getting the kickback. I huh? didn't even so, know this was happening. The pitches so. in the roof are going to be tough to navigate. I know, That's some right. people that, I know some people that would have done it for about five cases of beer and some pizza. Well, let's go. Yeah, yeah let's go. I'll, I'll sign their plate on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> that's how That's how we how we bartered our system back in the day. We'd be like, yeah. oh, you buy me a case of beer? All right, I'll do it. Yeah, yep. that's true. That's how we got our trim painted on our house. Unfortunately, then the house looks like somebody that did it that got paid for a case yeah. of beer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually, we did. I, I helped roof a house, and we got beer and pizza, and we did a real good job. That's why I will tell you, because we have a nice It's not some mansion or anything, but we have a nice house. But we, I've noticed that, once again, I talked about this earlier. If somebody's selling me something, they ask for more than they would ask Catherine for. But the other thing is... I always tell Catherine, don't have people come to our house to do bartering on anything. Because once they come to the house, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the price goes up. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, Jesus, guys. And Sarah does that for us. We had our, this is a kind of a funny story. A couple of years ago, we needed the kitchen floors redone. They just looked terrible. And I'd got a bid, and it was like a million dollars. And she goes, you know, I know this retired floor guy at the church. His name's Sweeney. So Sweeney comes out and talks to her. and gives her a bid for 900 bucks to refinish all the mm-hmm. hardwood floors in the kitchen. And she goes, yes, Sweeney, that sounds great. And he did a fabulous job. But here's the funny part of the story. At some point, he goes, um, so Sarah Sprinthal, is Doug Sprinthal your husband oh, or your God. brother or your dad? And she goes, well, it's my husband. <laughs> oh, I listen to him on KFAN and on the morning show. He's a, he's a funny effer. I just I get a kick. <laughs> I got a question for you if I quit. Is he a short, fat guy? Yeah. <laughs> she goes, well, here, let me show you a picture. It's kind of the he goes, opposite. But... Oh, holy crap. I didn't see that coming yeah. at all. <laughs> short, fat guy? Well, Why know. would he think you're a short, I have fat certain guy? Voices. You know, when you hear people, yeah, you just have an image of what they might look yeah. like. Yeah, right. Melissa, and then when you meet them, she just... met you. She didn't think, I didn't think the voice yeah. matched what she imagined at all. What do you think? I was a giant? I thought you were a black guy. like a big, tall, like super tall guy. But you're Already just did. your normal height for yeah normal height, yeah exactly yeah it's true but you know I can't get my voice as deep as Fawn does but you know <laughs> it's a whole different kettle of fish back to the paint thing um, <laughs> back to the paint thing okay. Are you getting, like, really nice paint? Yeah. Is this because like it's some also sort of... a cost. Mm-hmm. And I used to work for Are you shellacking your entire house? Well, but Gold here's paint. the thing. <laughs> the nicest paint at Sherwin-Williams is $100 a gallon. So. And how much does a gallon cover over that? And how much you need. That? Yeah. Only I mean, 250 that... square feet. Oh, 250 yeah. square feet. So you're talking, to, I don't know how many gallons it yeah. would be. Because there are a lot of, like, with the garage and the, the pitched yeah. roofs everywhere. That's what and, I mean. Yeah, so it's true. probably a lot of what they're doing is going to be your paint. And then that's just the paint. That's not even including labor. Well, yeah. <laughs> Doug, I think you need to work on your voice because Joe from Louisville thought you were short, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Tell him that's the pound sand. Tell him <laughs> the pound sand. I didn't know you were on K-Fan. Yeah, with Rosie. Oh, you still are. I thought no, you were. No, it was only for anymore. a year. No, this is a long. This oh. is like this. Go that that story goes back four or five years ago. Oh, it does. Okay, yeah, because yeah, it it was for a year you did it. I remember. No, they it was stupid. They because yes. we did them for the Honda store and the commercials worked really really well because Rosie didn't endorse anybody. Never has. No, he's you know, great. And, pe- Rosie's and great people guy. love him. You know, oh, yeah, nobody great guy. dislikes him. For some reason, at like Corp me. and marketing, they decided it was time to cut some costs, so they. They killed off the uh, Mark and Doug deal. The Twin City Honda Ad Dealers oh, Association yeah, yeah. picked him up in about four and a half seconds. He's, right. Now he's working for them. I'm like, oh, damn okay. it, you guys. What? Yeah, I don't really yeah. understand what the, why they would have done that. Are yeah, Rosie's a great guy to work with. Are you trying to figure out what she's going to start to lick or what? He used to do this to Bella all the yeah, time, too. Yeah, I just yes, offer her did. different things. Except for Bella would take Bella everything she everything. was given. <laughs> oh, Daisy, Daisy doesn't do that. She no. just sniffs yeah. it. Yeah, Andy would put something she in front of her mouth, and she'd be like, Okay. She'd take it and, and immediately then drop, drop it. it. Like, why I do a, I want this? I got a beef stick in my... Oh, that's maybe why she's over here. I got a beef stick in my backpack. Oh, gee, I wonder. <laughs> That'll do it. I wonder she if that's what it is. She is a beagle. She can smell anything from anywhere, yeah. That'll do it. And once oh, she God. smells food, she will not stop thinking about no. it until it's gone. <laughs> yeah, and it's a good thing being. we haven't brought it out yet. Because yeah. she would She'd be all probably howl at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she might. Give me, I like this text. Uh, it's about time that Doug got, uh, Doug got up off his ass and started taking shots at me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that deal. What did, what did Rosie call you again for the first couple of months? 
Sprint Hall or yeah. something? Yeah. Well, Moon did the same thing. And Moon did it yeah. too? Yeah. A lot of people call me that. It's Sprint an unusual Hall. last name. I mean, Sprint Hall? Yeah. Not Someone on this show called not. you Sprint Hall. Yeah. I don't remember who that it was, happens. though. I, I, honestly, I don't even Probably hear it Catherine. because so many people do that. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, any last name. Barnard. Yeah. Barnard. Bernard. Yeah. Well, the problem Bar-nard. I have is when they say Tom Brainerd. Yeah. yeah. It says yeah, Brainerd. Right. Brainerd. Right. I get Schroeder. <laughs> Brainerd. You get Schroeder? Schroeder? Yeah. <clears throat> well, it is spelled Schroeder, though. No, no it's not. It's A-R. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. It's yeah. Schroeder. Yeah, it is. That's right. Yeah, Why do they call you a Schroeder? I don't know. Well, it's like Maybe. when people say well, Ostego. Ostego. Yeah, yes. just very famous Ostego well, in Minnesota. Well, and I have one of my oldest friends, her last name before she got married was Green. Like, the color green. And mm-hmm. she's like, you don't even know the weirdness that people would, like, grind. Grenade, <laughs> and she's like, it's green, Grenade. like the color. <clears throat> Not that. And hard. I had another Grenade. friend that before she got married, her last name was Hall, and yeah, it's like people would. It's spelt like Hall. I it's don't like, know. Like Hall's Navy. Hail, Halle, Halala. It's like what? We were at uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, and I was there buying something, and Sarah had just bought a bike for one of the kids. A week before and got on their rewards, a frequent dicks program or whatever they call it. They probably have a different name. Probably. <laughs> you know? Anyway, so they said, are you on the rewards program? And I said, no, but my wife is. And uh, she said, same last name? I said, yep. She says, well, what's her first name? I said, it's Sarah. And she looks at me and goes, is that with a C? Like Michael oh, Sarah? C-E-R-A, yeah. Some people are using that. Oh, really? Out. Yes. Oh, okay. C-E-R-A. Well, I, thought, I mean, that's say anything to her. It's just not even... It's I mean, it's usually... 99% a, of the time it's an S. Yeah, it's so. usually is it Sarah with an H or no? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Like S-E-R-A. Just so you know, that it's only properly spelled with an H, according to my wife. That's not true. Well, because uh, you well, that's can like, take it up with her on no, Well, that's like my mom. She's like, Catherine... Yeah, she's like this. It's the correct spelling. Inferior. Okay, yeah. But Andy, would you look this up because I it's it's I can't remember. Sarah spelled with an H is either Jewish or Arabic. S- Jewish. Yeah. Uh, Sarah was Abraham. an H. Sarah was Abraham's other. wife. Yeah. 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 That's what an with an H. Yeah. Okay. Well, so no, there's no difference between with or without an H because just, it was originally spelled in Hebrew, which doesn't. They have, have H's. An H. They don't have an H. How do they spell Hebrew without an H? It would be Hebrew. Hebrew. Well, technically, it would be Sounds like a new H-B-R-W, because it's a Hebrew joke that no one got. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> she gets it. I, I get it. I get it, but I didn't laugh. That's, real, that's <laughs> really that. good. Well, I get it, but it's not It's not, funny. That, it's it's not really that funny. <laughs> no. Andy sometimes tries a little too hard. I still am telling you that, that Arabs spell it either with or without an H. Mm-mm. Yes, they do. Sarah. I don't think they even use it because Sarah Bernhardt. it's a Hebrew name. No, it's <laughs> Hebrew and Arabic. But yeah. like I it said, is, there's yeah. no H, so. Oh, there how is. It's, yeah. Well, no. I so mean, how did they? Anyway. How it's transliterated <laughs> is Anything. entirely up to you. I guess. We just got five minutes out of the Frequent Dicks program. <laughs> what is the Frequent Dicks program again? Well, it was Dick's Sporting's Goods. Dick's Sporting's Goods. Frequent Dicks. Frequent Dicks. Yeah. Frequent Dicks. Probably. <laughs> I Frequent Dicks program. Rather yeah, hard. That, uh, <laughs> probably not. They're well, probably what not they probably. call it. Actually, my it would name, be pretty funny if they did. My name <laughs> is Greek, and in Turkey, they spell it without an extra S and A. It's just Melis. 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 Because they don't like the Greeks. Who doesn't like the Greeks? The Turks. Yeah, that's true. They I mean, don't. it's better Those kids now. don't get along. They've been battling for, what, 6,000 years? The whole Ottoman thing true. didn't work out It's well better for now. Like, well. like, younger generations don't really care. But your, older generations. your name is Scotch. No. No. Well, my last name yeah, is your Scottish. Last name. Oh. Scottish. My first yeah. name is Greek. Don't argue with me. I was talking about. <laughs> well, I didn't know you we were like. You know what Kirk means? Yes, Scott it means church. Means church. That's I didn't exactly know that. Right. They actually still have it on all of the churches in Scotland. They do. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. It's spelled in whatever. Crazy that ass Scots weird. language. K- Drunken haggis it's language. It's K V R K instead of K V R K. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's like, like Latin. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably that probably mm-hmm. is a Latin form of. 
Yeah, that's probably true. It's interesting, the, though. The, U, the V is a U and a V and a whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. My, my middle name's a good, strong Scottish name. It's Cass Stevens. Cass Stevens. But I always Cass get Steven? Cat Stevens. Of course. Your name's Cat Stevens? Yeah. So I'm like, no, it's Cass Stevens. You ever been to Scotland? No, I want to go. Phenomenal. One of my favorite places to go. It's very pretty. It's It's on my bucket list to go to Scotland. I want to go to Scotland and Ireland because that's where my ancestry comes from. But then I found out I'm part Russian. (laughs) So I might have to go there, too. Might have to go to Siberia. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Andy and Alex, do you remember being in Scotland? Yep. Yeah. Oh, you do? Well, good. One of the few things of his childhood he remembers. (laughs) Being in Scotland? Yeah, he doesn't remember me. Rolling down the hill at Turnberry. I still love that watching you kids roll down the hill at Turnberry. And they finally came out, you know, that's not very safe. (laughs) (laughs) They're rolling down a hill. Calm down. (laughs) We will be right. I I did. I love that whole deal. That was wonderful. We'll be right back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. I'm talking to Neil Sheehy, ex-NHL defenseman. Neil, you've had great success following the Nutramost Wellness Plan. How much weight did you lose? Tom, I dropped over 63 pounds in 44 days, but more importantly, I know how to keep it off. That's great. What makes Nutramost different from all of those other programs out there? In addition to my success, I have two brothers and two sisters who had great success on the Nutramost wellness program, and collectively, we all lost a total of 222 pounds on the program. My brother and I were so impressed that we decided to open up a clinic in Plymouth. Find out how and why Nutramos is unlike any other weight loss plan by attending the Nutramos free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday, June 4th at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutramos guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Register for the Nutramos dinner or schedule your immediate consultation. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. You play this in your band? Uh, I've never covered Nirvana. Never, never. No, not, and I like them. I just, we never really had the right people to do it. The music's yeah, fairly easy, but it's not enough angst. That's that's right. My it's hard fit. to sound like Kurt, and if you don't, you're kind yeah, of being a poser, true. you know? That's true. I did love all apologies, though. Mm-hmm. It just is so, what a bizarre song. I love that song. It's my favorite song. Whenever I go see Red Dot Garage, they play it for me, and it's, it's a phenomenal. They do a great job with it too. Tour de Cure is heating up. I got it. You remember George Wood? Yeah, of the course. The guy that had the kidney transplant. Of course, yeah. Yeah, him. He's got a few of his buddies that are riding with him. They're going to meet at eight in the morning at Dangerous Man Brewery and hoist a few. I'm like, well, you oh, fully, well. you fully recovered. Well, well then, going to go shwheel up a little bit. No, I got to go to a graduation party right after the tour. So what so time does the, the tour take off? We, we leave at 9 o'clock. I sent out an email. I told everybody to get down to Harriet Island by 8.30, and well, Pat's going to be down there with a KQ of bus wagon thing or whatever it is. So Indeed. we'll meet there. I got some swag for everybody that's riding. Swag. 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 Is it a car? Yeah, it's a car. Free car. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a car for you. A car for you. Everybody gets a You call. remember a few years ago at Christmas and the morning shows, probably five years ago, mm-hmm. when somebody thought that I actually gave Dave Mordahl a real, real car? Oh, God. I'll leave it to your imagination, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what we did. That's exactly Because car dealers, as Mike no. will tell you later, we get all the inventory for free. General Motors just gives us stuff, and if we sure. want to hand out an sure. occasional $35,000 car, it's completely oh cool. Gosh. 
I think it's a great business model, though. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it up in volume. <laughs> make it up in volume, exactly. Cookies. It'll all work out in the end. Remember, there was an old SNL skit called yeah. The Change Bank, and they did ads. It was mm. in the Will Ferrell days. He's like, oh, I was no, driving I down the highway, and I didn't have any change, but I noticed up ahead there was a change bank. I got some ones. I got some quarters and dimes and nickels. It was fabulous, and the tagline is, the ch we're the change bank. We make it up in volume. It was stupid but fun. Well, thanks for bringing it up. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'll be Another quiet. minute of my life I'll never get back, no. but you know. Okay. No, I was never a Will Ferrell fan. I don't find him funny in the least. I liked him in Elf. He was good in Elf. Yeah. I did like him in Talladega Nights. I love Talladega Nights. I have I, not, not seen that. I'm not a car race guy. Well, the scene where they're deciding which Jesus to pray oh, to is yeah. <laughs> pretty funny. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, I like the sweet little poor baby Jesus. Or yeah. whatever. I want to pray to the baby Jesus. <laughs> My I Jesus is that. sitting in a manger, looking all baby and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> looking all baby and stuff? Because his sidekick, what's his name uh, in that movie? His name John, is Rick, well, Ricky John C. Riley. Him, right? A Dale. No, but I mean the actor's name. Oh, John C. Oh, John C. Riley. Riley. He's, I think he's, he's terrific. terrific. Yeah, so he's together, terrific. They, I think that was pretty Yeah, they good. were good in Step Brothers, too. Yeah. They yeah. were good in Step Brothers. That is true. <laughs> I did like that that movie, too. I did indeed. I, I thought he was good in Elf. It's just, I, I just... Yeah, he's kind of hot and cold for He me gets too. way over the top for me. I, that running down the road naked and what was that movie? Oh, um, I must have missed that old school. Old school, old school. exactly. Old school. Although like, they had some funny Andy, parts. Andy, you got Mike on? Yep. Cool. Right. Yeah. Am I? Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, he's on. It's going to rub up against your tie, though. Oh, you got it on your tie. Should I move it? No, just so it, you know. I didn't know it was on. Trust me, I can talk. I just wasn't sure if I was ready or if <laughs> oh, I was yeah. you allowed yeah. to No, 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 you're in on there. Yeah. Actually, we could get an early start to car selling secrets if you want. Depends I, on how much stuff I like the on. conversation happening. I'll just jump in if that's all right. Yeah, Absolutely. I want to hear about this Ashton Kutcher murder trial oh, okay. you were talking about during Ashton the break. Ashton Kutcher took a, the stand yesterday in the Hollywood Ripper murder trial, testifying about the night of February 21st, 2001, when he arrived to pick up Ashley Ellerin, who was supposed to be his date, to a Grammys after party. The 22-year-old didn't answer her door, and Kutcher looked uh, through a side window and saw what looked like spilled red wine on the floor. Assuming she had bailed on him because I was late and she was upset, he left and found out the next day Ellerin had been murdered, found dead outside her bathroom with more than 47 stab wounds. Oh, Prosecutors believe what Kutcher died. saw was actually Eller Ellerin's blood, not red wine. After hearing the news, Kutcher said he realized my fingerprints are on the doorknob. That's not good. <laughs> Yeah. And I was freaking out. I told an officer, let me tell you what happened, Kutcher said, per people. Kutcher, 41, testified about uh, twenty, uh, about 40 minutes. TMZ notes that he appeared relaxed on the stand as he went through the timeline of the night. Michael Gargiulo, Gargiulo is charged with murdering Ellerin, as well as two other women, and attempting to murder another. Authorities said he was a serial sex thrill killer who stalked and then murdered women who lived near him. So yeah, he realized that his fingerprints was all over the window and the and the and the doorknob and the whole deal. Man, Jeez. when was this? Uh, Two thousand one. Oh, this is a long time oh, ago. Yeah. This is a rhetorical question, but how messed up do you have to be to stab somebody forty times? Forty-seven yeah. times. Pretty messed up. Real <laughs> crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what. Um, actually, I was on a, I was on the jury a jury last maybe not last year, but the year before. And it was a murder. And they he, like, beat blunt force trauma. There was, like, there was like 50 different points of blunt force trauma and then, oh like, 24 God. stabs. And I suppose you had to see all the pictures. Yeah. 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 I had to sit through it. And guess what I was? An extra juror. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't get to deliberate. I had to leave. I had to see all that. And then they were like, okay, you can go. Yeah. Like, you know great. Catherine's story, right? I do not. Catherine was on a double murder trial for seven months. Yeah. Wow. And the guy seven was already months. in prison for The guy for was murder. already in prison for murder. How did he kill this? He killed his lawyer. He killed his lawyer. And he was representing oh, himself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like it. And now, was, was she sequestered the whole time? Not the yeah, whole time. Not the whole time, but a lot of it. Wow. Yeah, she was a lot because uh, he uh, decided once he was sentenced to, for, for the second murder and he can't possibly get out of prison... He kept uh, sending me letters saying, this is your fault. It's like, what? 
How is it my fault that you murdered two people? He tried to call in on the KQ payroll and he didn't get through. <laughs> didn't get the hundred bucks. But had that hundred bucks, I wouldn't have killed all those people. He killed his sister by I think burning the house down, if I remember correctly. Wow. He burned the house down, killed his sister, and then he got in an argument with his attorney and killed him while he's defending him for murder. <laughs> and he was he was defending himself in this trial. Oh, that's yeah, how he, he did. He strategy. defended himself. Yeah, yeah. that was so, smart. Now he's in Supermax. Scoop. Is indeed <laughs> just like a couple of my neighbors in Supermax. That's great. Good is time. it nice to know that one of your old neighbors is in Supermax? That's great. Isn't yeah, it's it? not a great that feeling. No, it really is not. Well, that was a guy. I, was, I, I tell a story about. I'm walking down 26th Avenue North. This is God. I don't know. 40 years ago, probably right. And there's a guy on the ground, and this guy is kicking him in the head. And I said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm just robbing him. I said, I think you got him. Pretty yeah. sure. I think he's good. Uh, the guy went into a coma for I don't oh, know how many years man. and then finally died. Oh. And, then, and then he decided oh that wasn't enough, so God. he shot and killed uh, a couple of uh, security guards. So he's in Supermax forever. What a sweetheart. Because apparently he was not too nice to the prisoners in his... Uh, mm. In Oak Park Heights or wherever he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He lived with us for a while, actually. He lived at the house. You're yeah, it was great. When he was like 16, they kicked him out of the house, so he moved in with us. It's an interesting family. I know people that have done time, but it was always, always you know, drugs and money fraud and all that sort mm. of stuff. I don't know anybody that killed anybody. Did you ever go visit him? I did. Yeah, I had a good friend of mine in high school. He just went, he, back in the, late 70s when they invented crack it, yeah. it was the oh, timing God, was not yeah. good for oh, him yeah. and he just he went from this great guy we played in bands together when we were kids to just every stereotype you can think of you know tried to sell his kid and tried to sell his kid he was oh so God. hooked on this stuff that he was just he lost his mind he's dead now actually Jeez. did the, did the other prisoners not like you because you were tall no, prisoners I mean, do not like visitors that are tall or broad-shouldered. Well, they just, don't like that. Well, I didn't have to worry about the broad-shouldered thing, so <laughs> <laughs> that part was okay. Where does that come from? Where Why, does it come from? Yeah. Why would it? Guys with that prison mentality don't like anybody that's bigger than them. I suppose. Well, you notice on the streets, little guys are are very touchy about big. Well, you're a pretty big guy, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, you've seen it, you've experienced it, I'm sure, haven't you? Kind of a little man syndrome yeah, type thing. Yeah. Sure. I can see yeah, that. So are they, since they're supposed to be the tough guy in prison, they don't like you coming around. And, you know, and I said, well, what happened with me was Alex and Catherine and I went out to visit a friend of ours that was incarcerated at Stillwater. And one time I walked in, and I don't think, you know, uh, I can't remember which trip. We went out there like every weekend for a long time. Yeah. We did. But every I'm, Saturday. I'm walking up to, to see my friend, and the guy sitting at the end of the table pushes his chair back so I couldn't get by him. I said, what are you doing? He goes, man, just go around. I said, here's the deal. I'm going home. You're not. Move your damn chair. <laughs> he went, uh. <laughs> There was not much of an argument there, you know? Well, it didn't, didn't hurt either that I knew the head guard there. That was a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Knowing, knowing the head guard. She was terrific. Remember talking? Did you ever uh, talk to her? Yeah, she was awesome. She was phenomenal. You wouldn't, honest to God, <laughs> we'd be there. and there'd Itty be some, bitty. Yeah, she's not very big. Little woman. <laughs> but she would she would be back in the booth, uh, you know, kind of overseeing everybody, and people would start causing trouble. It, you a hole, knock it off. Yeah. Or hey, tuck your pockets in. You know what the pockets is when they pull their pockets out? Yeah. It's a gang. It's thing. a gang deal. Yeah. yeah. So she'd tuck your pockets in right now. She'd get all upset with him, <laughs> yes. and she was an itty bitty woman, but she was tough. Do you know who Sharon Jones actually now was? Modern soul singer. She had a band called Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. No, you would love her, but she passed really? away uh, a few years ago from pancreatic cancer. Oh, but she man. was uh, she was a prison guard before she made it, and she didn't really? make it until she was in her mid forties. And she was about five feet tall. God, I just love that when they you, can belt. Listen it out. to her. You will you would love her. It's classic sixties soul music. Great band. And yeah, she just, was just a great singer. We we're just talking about that album. I saw it on TV, so I bought the thing. It's like hundred and fifty songs. But you want to talk some great singers. My God, yeah. those people. The, the songs basically, uh, they sound like they're from the late 50s, 60s, early 70s, something like that. I mean, it's every great singer ever born. It's people used, they don't really use singing that well any longer, do they? Well, not I, rock music, they don't. 
I don't know. There's some good ones. You know, the, the thing about modern music is the style is heavy compression, auto tune, yeah. yes, not just exactly. obvious auto tune, but right. it just yeah. it makes it kind of squishes the life out of music. And that's my it opinion. Does. No, I think you're absolutely it doesn't right. Mean the mass it doesn't mean the musicians aren't aren't good or great. Some of them, right? But it's just that the, the record company the knows the cheapest that, way to yeah. make the most money. That's right. What steal it from all the acts? That's the cheapest way they make well, a lot of money. Cause that's they, what they used to do. Yeah, they, they think, still do it. They think that, you know, with all the labels and you know involved, Swan Records and EMI and Capital and all it, Beatles were on many many different labels, over the years. Uh, but they estimate the Beatles uh, lost about a billion dollars to theft. A billion dollars. I suppose they did. Well, look at Tommy James. They're probably still losing it. I mean, that's Bro, the, one oh God, of the big yeah. problems in China is piracy yes. and stuff. So yeah, Chinese piracy has always been a huge problem. Several hundred million Beatle albums floating around the mm -hmm. world that were you know pressed in yeah. China somewhere. I tell you what, that the day I spent with Tommy James, uh, one of the most depressing days of my <laughs> life. Morris Levy, Morris Levy, I guess he pronounced it. Stole forty million dollars from him when he was a teenager in his early twenties. Forty I'm, million. I'm impressed that Tommy James was worth forty million dollars. I oh, mean, I, he had a lot, he had a lot of, hits. of hits. He did a lot of hits. But you know, forty but, million back then is a lot more than it is now. Yeah. One of my favorite stories about Morris Levy, who ran Roulette Records. He started Roulette Records and ran it for many, many years. He had Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers on the label. Why do fools fall in love? Mm -hmm. The first printing of the single was Why do fools fall in love by Frankie Lyman. The second printing was by Frankie Lyman and Morris Levy. Third printing was by Morris Levy. So <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I think Frankie ended up killing himself, if I remember correctly. I know he died very, very young, but. I, I think you're right. I think he may have taken I get all those late 50s doo wop guys mixed up. Yeah, I can't well, keep him true. separated from Little Anthony and the Imperials because it's all, you know, it just. Little Anthony. Tears on my pillow. Yep. Yeah, well, he. Overdosed on heroin. Yeah. So it could have been accidental, could have been on purpose. Yeah, I think it, they, they thought it was on purpose because I guess it was a pretty large dose. Regardless, he large wasn't making dosh? great lifestyle choices. Dose? Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose that's probably true. I don't know. It's, it's a pretty interesting business. I will tell you, being in a record business was very, very interesting. I know you hated that HBO show about the record business in the 70s. <laughs> oh, I know. What was that called? Spon vinyl? I actually oh, liked it. I, I know it wasn't it. totally accurate, but I thought some of the stories were pretty good, so... Yeah, stories are good, and most of those stories were true. Yeah, that is that is a fact. Most of those stories were true, but just being around those guys, it, it just—I got a call, honest to God, and I—I I won't say where I was even working at the time, but I got a call, and I said, "Bernard, we got a problem with you." I said, "Yeah, what's the problem?" They said, "Why don't you use your your uh, expense account?" I said, "I do. Whenever I go on the road, I use it." Well, you don't use it enough. I said, "What do you mean?" I said, "You're making everybody else look bad. Spend more money," and hangs up on. <laughs> what? Can I just transfer it into my bank well, account? Well, that's what he is basically talking about. Ah. Uh, so, yeah. They were all using it to buy blow, probably. Yeah. Well, I know one guy worked for the company, made 150 grand a year. He had a house in L.A., another house in, in Palm Springs, and two Ferraris. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 150 grand a year. How's that going, man? Hell, uh, uh, we'll be back in a little bit. Car selling secrets. <sighs> is up next with the family.